Are you ready to shift your mindset, vision, habits, and actions into total alignment with where you want to be in 2022? If you are an entrepreneur or wanting to become an entrepreneur who is ready to break away from the hustle culture and start building your business from a place of spiritual and physical alignment and flow, then I want to connect with you, okay? I am inviting you to come work with me in 2022 to expand your mindset and all your business to heights that you never imagined possible. If you feel drawn to exploring this next step in your journey with my guidance, then head to the link in this episode description to fill out my work with me form and see what possibilities for spiritual, physical, and material expansion are awaiting for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Empower with M. I am your host, Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me M. I hope you're ready to expand your mindset, raise your vibrations, break through limiting beliefs, and to seriously start owning your power. But before we dive into today's episode, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never miss out on any of my episodes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I sure am ready. So let's get empowered. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Empower with M podcast. So I thought that we would focus today's episode a little bit more on the sort of like business strategy side of things. A little while ago in my Build Your Business Facebook community, which if you are not a part of, but you are a business owner, make sure you click in the link in my bio to join that because it is a free community where I give lots of free tips lots of free trainings. I also do monthly workshops in that space as well. Then what I want you to do is go enjoy that space. You can obviously take advantage of it. But what I was sort of saying and leading up was just the other sort of month, I think it was, I did a live stream in there that was all about how to stop trading time for money. And I wanted to sort of dive into this topic with you guys here, because I think it's a really powerful one to expand on. And it's also a very important one as well. You know, if you are in business and you are wanting to scale your income without necessarily having to put in more time. So what I want to start off by talking about is, are you carrying the belief that you must trade time for money in business, right? Like really, really sit with that and think about that for a minute. Do you believe that as a business owner, you must trade time for money? So therefore, in order to achieve greater success in your business, you must work more. And it's so fine if you believe this because I even believe this for a long period of time as well myself. And it's a really common misconception that we have, especially when you might be new stepping into this business and entrepreneurship space. You know, this belief of in order to achieve more success, I must work more is a very, very, very common pattern that I see in a lot of entrepreneurs. For me personally, I developed this belief through my childhood experiences, watching my father grow and succeed in business. But in order for him to achieve, like I always saw him having to do more. He'd work longer hours. He'd exhaust himself more in order to achieve that success. And so then that's something that I sort of embodied myself. I started to carry myself stepping into the business space that if I want to achieve more success, I must work longer hours. 
I must exhaust myself more, right? That rest is unproductive. But the thing is, as of recent, you know, as I've been going through this business journey and really doing a lot of work on my mindset, I'm really focusing on embodying this new belief that I can trade money for time to create more money. So originally we had this belief that you must trade time for money, which is the belief that in order to make more, you must work more. But now the belief that I embody is I will trade money for time to create more money. Now you might be sitting here, maybe you just stepped out of the nine to five rat race, or maybe you are still living that nine to five life. So also carry that belief that you must trade time for money. And I think this is where a lot of the belief comes from with entrepreneurs when they do step into the business space, because for so long, you know, you have lived your life trading time for money. And then when you step into business, things are a little bit different, right? You're not getting paid, you know, X amount of dollars for X amount of hours a week. Instead, you're doing X amount of hours and you're offering X services and you're getting paid for those services in your week. So what I want to talk about is this new belief that I really want you all to start embodying around trading money for time in order to create more money. Now, you might be sitting there wondering, well, how the heck is this possible? Now, if you listen to my live stream in the Build Your Business Facebook community, you would already know, but it really comes down to one specific thing. If you want to make more money without working more hours, then you need to start delegating. Delegation is absolute key. So if you don't know what the term delegation means, it just means outsourcing, right? Hiring people and delegating tasks for them to do, offloading tasks from yourself onto someone else so that you can expand or you can duplicate like what is already being done. So what I wanted to talk about today is obviously the key to no longer trade time for money is in delegation. So I wanted to give you three tips that are really going to help you start delegating more in business, right? Maybe right now you might feel like, heck yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for my first hire. Or maybe you're sort of sitting there like, oh, I don't know that I'm ready for that yet. No matter where it is you're at in business, it's still so important to understand how to delegate and like the importance of it because this should be a goal for you. And in fact, it should be a short-term goal, not even a long-term goal in your business. I think people really overestimate how long it like, you know, should take to bring on your first hire. It doesn't have to be something that happens, you know, after 12 months or after two years. It can literally be something that happens in your first month or in my case, it happened in my third month, right? It's not about having a ridiculously large amount of profit. It's just about having enough to be able to move that money towards creating a team. So the three tips that I want to share with you today to really help you start delegating in business are very simple first steps. So no matter whether or not you think you are ready now or you're going to be ready in six months, these are steps that everyone can start taking, okay? So the first tip that I want to give you to help you start delegating in business is identify what areas of business are draining your time and energy or simply aren't your strong points. Now, this is a really important step to do because when it comes to hiring a team, 
what you really look to do is hiring your weaknesses, right? Hiring in the areas that are not your strong point. So for example, if you are really good at content creation, but really shit at social media strategy, maybe you would hire someone to help you implement a social media and marketing strategy so that you can focus on creating content that is going to be converting, right? And you're given the strategy from there. Or maybe if you are really good at recording podcasts, but you really hate editing the podcasts, you could do what I've done and you hire a podcast manager, someone who can edit that content for you. Maybe you don't want to touch social media whatsoever and all you want to do is focus on your area of expertise. So let's say you have a coaching business, right? You don't want to deal with anything to do with social media, none of the prospecting, none of the content creation, none of the posting, none of it. And all you want to do is focus on your area of expertise. You can hire someone, you can hire a social media manager to take all that over for you. Or let's say this, for example, Maybe you enjoy social media, maybe you enjoy creating content, but you suck at writing captions. You can hire someone to write those captions for you. So when we are looking at delegating in business, the first thing I always advise people to look at is really identifying those areas. What are the things that are draining your time? What are the things that are draining your energy? And what are the things that you're not good at, that you're not strong at, right? And I would create three lists and write down all of those things there and then sort of look over them and see, okay, cool. Like with this, what would the first things be that I'd want to outsource? And I really want to touch on that point of time and energy draining for a minute, because here we are talking about stopping trading time for money and instead trading money to create more time, right? If there are different activities in your business that are massive time and energy drainers, but they don't actually require you being there. So maybe it's some backend things. Maybe it's setting up systems. Maybe it's, you know, uploading your whole program to your platform or whatever it may be. Maybe it'd be building a website, right? There's always things that are time and energy drainers in business. If it doesn't physically require you to manage and be present for that task, that is something to outsource, okay? So the very first person that I brought into my business was assistant manager, and she was perfect for this, right? Because anything that was draining my time and energy, I could palm off onto her, which would ultimately create me more time and save me my energy so I could put it where it mattered most. So that's the first tip I'd give you guys. Identify what areas of your business are draining your time and energy or you simply are not strong at. And this sort of brings me into the second point, which I started to touch on already. And that is to figure out who your first hire can be that can take over these areas. So once you've done your list, once you're clear on what your time and energy drainers are and what the things are that you really aren't great at yourself, then you can start to identify, okay, well, who does my first hire need to be? Does it need to be a social media manager? Does it need to be a assistant, just a general get shit done, right hand woman or man, an assistant to help you with a whole range of things? Or does it need to be a specialist, right? See, this is the thing as well. You can look at a range of different hires. If it's someone such as a social media manager or a virtual assistant, they're pretty like across the board support, like they're pretty flexible in what they can do for you. 
if it's an assistant, like same goes, super flexible, super diverse in how they can support you. But maybe it's neither of the two that you're looking for. Maybe you've got, you know, the rest down pat right now, but you're looking for some sort of strategist or specialist, right? So maybe it's about hiring a marketing specialist, someone who's going to help you get your name out there more, generate more leads. And then from that point forward, then maybe it comes about getting that assistant or getting that virtual assistant, right? It's really about having a look at what's important in your business right now. Where is the help most needed? Where is your time being most consumed? And then from there, making your decision as to how you're going to move forward. So for me, as I mentioned just before, my very first hire was my assistant and she is still working with me to date. We've been working together. Well, while I'm recording this episode, we've been working together for a year as of the 12th of Feb. However, it's a little over a year now. And basically she's super diverse in what she can do for me. You know, when we first started out, it was very much like backend stuff, little admin things, you know, little fiddly things to do with email lists or organizing events, scheduling podcasts, guest interviews or workshops, all of that. And then over time, the responsibilities just sort of pick up and evolve. So that was my first hire. Then my second hire was a virtual assistant, a social media manager, someone who could manage my socials for me, put a bit of a strategy in place, focus on my engagement, like, you know, those sorts of activities, community management, all of that, and a little bit of content creation as well. And then my third hire was my podcast manager who is editing this episode right now and I love to bits. And essentially I hired her because I love doing these podcasts, but I absolutely hate editing them. So I was like, cool, if I like, you know, editing a podcast episode is quite a time draining thing. And I didn't want to be losing time on this activity. So that's why I hired her to manage that for me. And all I need to focus on is my area of expertise with the recording. And then from there, I hired a marketing specialist to help me with a a marketing consultant who helped me with the launch of my Aligned Coaches Academy. And there's been a few other hires in the mix as well, but they were more just, you know, contractors for a short period of time. So this is something, you know, to make note of as well, guys, if you're bringing on a first hire, it doesn't need to be a full-time employee. Like I don't have any full-time employees. I don't have anyone on any sorts of payrolls. All of my hires are contract workers, which means we work together month to month, every single month, like I decide yes or no, if I want to continue forward, we can also adjust our contracts. So we can either add or remove responsibilities based off what I need. It's a really flexible and pressure-free situation, right? So start to figure out who your first hire could potentially be. Start having a look at all the different options for what you could sort of tap into and figure out from there, like what would be the best step for you. And for everyone, it's going to be so different. Don't feel like because I hired an assistant first, you have to hire your assistant first. You know, maybe what you do is instead you focus and you hire on a specialist, like a consultant who uh, specializes in something that could give you in advice, or maybe it is something like a podcast manager or something like that. But my sort of mentality when hiring my first hire was I want to bring on someone who's going to make me back money pretty much immediately, right? 
So when we're looking at hiring a assistant or a social media manager, these people really do contribute massively to making you more money because they're helping you with that lead generation, that prospecting, all of that sort of thing. So that's where my headspace was at was my first hire is going to be outsourcing things that are chewing up my time, but also focused into someone who's going to help me make more money back. And that's where we come to that point of I'm going to trade money for time to create more money. It's really an investment you're making, right? So that's the second point is figuring out who your first hire can be that can take over those areas that you want some support in. And the third tip that I have for you guys is honestly the most important tip of them all. And this is something that I am personally actively working on myself. And that is developing your leadership skills and starting to implement systems. Now, the reason why this is so important is because you must be a leader in order to lead your team to success, right? We want to be leaders within our business, which means we must develop the skills for communication, for direction, right? For all of the different things that you need to be when there is someone who is working for you, working with you, right? You need to be able to put yourself in a position of confidence and clarity that will allow you to clearly translate information, responsibilities, right, over to that other person so that they can take that and they can cleanly execute the task. So it's super important to develop your leadership skills and along with this, implement systems into your business. Because as a leader, you are the creator, the implementer of these systems. And then it's these systems that you are going to delegate to your team members so that they can have them running. For example, I have a set system in place that my podcast manager and I follow when it comes to the whole process and the flow of creating a podcast episode all the way to the point of releasing that episode. We have a series of steps, a system in place so that we know how to work together and make the process run smoothly. Me and my assistant, we also have systems in place for our email lists, our Facebook communities, our workshops, social media for communicating with each other. Like the list goes on and on and on. There's systems in place for everything. I have systems in place for prospecting, for finding clients, for enrolling clients. And I am responsible for creating these systems, making sure that they're streamlined so that I can pass them on to my assistant or to my other team members so that I no longer need to spend my time running those nitty gritties, but instead can delegate them to someone else. Do you see how this is all working? Let's look at the example of enrolling a client. Let's say I've just gone through the whole process, the whole system of enrolling a client. So I've had the DMs conversations, I've had the enrollment call, and they've just said yes, and they've just signed on to work with me. From that point forward, I have an onboarding system in place that I hand the details of my newly enrolled client over to my assistant, and she implements the onboarding process. That involves sending the onboarding emails, making sure that that new client is entered into our system, 
making sure that that new client has received all information, all links, all access to any communities that they need access to, any logins to any software programs, resources, you name it, whatever, like whatever that client needs to get started. This is all listed out in our onboarding process and that is handed to my assistant who manages that for me. So instead of me spending an hour or so after enrolling a client into the onboarding process, I hand that hour of work over to my assistant who then executes it, which allows me to stay focused on my area of expertise and put my energy where I want it to be. So this is the power of developing your leadership skills and implementing systems is it streamlines the whole process of delegation. And the thing is, like when it comes to having a team, you are really responsible for the success of your team. Right. If like one of your team members is struggling, if one of your team members isn't meeting the standard that you have in mind, that most likely comes back to something that is missing in your leadership process. Yes, there will be times where maybe the person you hire isn't fully committed and invested into what they're doing, but this is something that you should be able to identify before they start working with you. So a lot of the time, it really just comes down to a lack of communication or a lack of clarity that you're translating across to your team member. So the success of your team comes down to you and your abilities as a leader, right, to lead them to success. So if my team is not hitting certain goals or certain targets that I would like them to be hitting, then I don't go and blame them. Instead, I ask them, how can I support you further or where have I fallen short in guiding you through this specific thing so then together we can rebuild? So these are really the three keys that I wanted to share with you today. Identifying what areas of business are draining your time, energy, or simply you're not strong at. Figuring out who your first hire can be that can take over those areas and developing your leadership skills and starting to implement systems into your business. And these are three tips that are going to completely transform your business for you. These three tips are going to help you start to step away from trading time for money and to start trading money for time to create more money, okay? So the key to scaling, the key to stop trading time for money in business comes down to delegation, okay? So whether you're ready to start delegating or not, these three tips that I've shared with you today are things that you can and should start taking action on immediately so that when the time comes that you are ready to start delegating, you're fully equipped and clear to do so. So I hope this episode has helped you guys a lot. The whole journey of delegation you know, it's a journey. It's a learning experience. It's easier said than done. And it's really a process that you're going to have to be intentional about getting better and better and better at once you actually start doing it. But up until that point, it's all about setting yourself up and starting to lay out those foundations. So if you found this episode helpful and you are looking to start expanding your business further and step away from that mentality and that process of trading time for money and stepping into that mindset of trading money for time to create more money so that you can start delegating, I want you to head to the link in the episode description 
and apply now to work with me because I'd love to chat more with you on a one-to-one level to see what sort of support I could provide you in expanding and scaling your business through delegation. So fill out that link. If you're keen to chat more, I can offer you some support in 2022 with the growth and expansion of your business. But until then, guys, I hope that you take action on the things that we discussed today. You do start leaning into these areas and this uh, putting some thought into this space of delegation, starting to experiment and see what your intuition is sort of pulling you towards doing and really start taking those steps to no longer trade time for money in business, but instead trade money for time to create more money. So that's a wrap on today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast or know somebody who needs to hear this, then send this to them and share it to your stories, tagging me at empower.with.m.podcast. If you want more from the podcast, make sure you jump on over to the Empower community on Facebook. I have popped the link in the show notes of this episode, so I can't wait for you to join me there. But that's all for me for now, fam. It's time I love you and leave you. So until we hang again, remember you can break through any limiting mindset, any limiting belief, and you can rise above any challenge and step up and truly be empowered.